All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what that catchy riff means. I just got a little dizzy from dancing to it. <laughs> it must be 7 p.m. on every other Wednesday. Time for the Full Spectrum Cycling Podcast with JK. Hello, hello. Tony Berger. Hola. How's it going, Tony? And today, special guest, Jeff is in the studio to talk about touring stuff in a little bit. Welcome, Jeff. Ahoy. Welcome, guys. Going well. Got some weather out there that finally looks like cycling weather, don't we? Yeah. Oh, about yeah. time. The, the uh, natives have been bringing in their repairs and oh. some bikes have been going out the door. Yeah, nothing gets a job done better than the last minute. That's for sure. <laughs> so what happened since the last show? Seems like something must have happened, but I'll be darned if I know what it is. Hmm. No, just some random rides. Random cycling Trying to find weekends. A, try, trying to find Weeks. Owen. Not finding Owen. I saw some guy build up a 29er plus and rode it around quite a bit. Nice. Al? Well, Al built it. Oh, me? And Greg rode it. I built most of it. <laughs> he did dish the wheel nice for me, though. That was beautiful. Yep, Al's our in-shop uh, repair guru. If you need your stuff fixed here at the Everyday Cycle Shop, he'll, he'll probably yeah, have a hand in it. I just rode by uh, the old uh, bike fixer, rest in peace, Yeah, mm-hmm. and saw the... Uh, Al sign? Yeah, yeah. yeah sign I, on the door, yeah. I, I checked like, it oh, yesterday, too, just to make sure it's still like, there. If well, yeah, it was funny. I was, I, I was like, I, I heard reference of it. I had no idea, but until that uh, dude walked in last show. If you have a chance to watch him work, he's pretty impressive. Hell, yeah. Guys, really knows his way around a bike, that's for sure. So, since a lot of our rides are beer, beer fueled, beer fueled, it only makes sense that our show is beer fueled. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tony brought a new beer today Wolf. Wolf Pup Session IPA from Golden Road Brewing. I do not know said brewery. San Diego? San Diego? Los, Los, Los Angeles? Los Angeles? Los Angeles. I, yes. I recognize I, this zoo. It's San Diego. <laughs> I must apologize, though, because I forgot the meat. I was going to bring in some Lonjaggers and some scorpion pepper jerky, and I got halfway here on foot well, and said I'm not ladder. turning around. Yeah. Thank you for the lateral mission. I already, I know I'd be intrigued. Oh, it's delicious. I, I know. I'd be intrigued as hell, but yeah. I know I would pay. There's a lesson. Do not, do not apologize for not bringing beef jerky. It's, it's, we can always go. Don't say anything at all. You're better off. Yeah, you're probably right there. I probably shouldn't have said, but I did mention it yesterday that I would. Well, we can always this, go to uh, Foundation after. We will go to Foundation beef afterwards. Jerky there. I was there Monday night, and oddly enough, the jerky's delicious. Even Molly oddly had Oddly enough. My wife had some, and she's not much of a jerky fan, and she's like, this is really good. Um, just a note when you're tour biking, drinking beer, and eating jerky. Uh, make sure you're the lead dog. <laughs> <laughs> and play the wind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Create wind. That's, that's, a, that's a good philosophy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That could almost be You want to be lead worthy. dog. <laughs> so the whole point of this show today basically is that uh, Jeff has joined us uh, to talk a little bit about touring. He's done 11 cross-country trips and numerous up and down and back and forthy ones. Right. And is going on his 12th uh, across the continent trip coming up in June. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted just to get his views on touring. And um, on that note, he's going to be here in the store three weeks from today, which is Wednesday. Not Friday when you're listening to this, but June right. 5th. He's going to do a demo of what he takes on a touring 
ride and how what his philosophy is and stuff like that. I might get into philosophy a little today, but right. um, it would be a good opportunity for you to see somebody who's been there and done that and what they take and why they take what they take. And uh, I think it'll be a good thing. June 5th, 7 p.m., River West, Everyday Cycle Shop, right. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, should we also, United States, America, USA. Should we also create a uh, Facebook uh, event for this or is it not? Yeah, probably. You know, probably not a bad idea. Probably ought to do that. Beautiful River West, Wisconsin. And if if any of you freaks want to call in, we still have that call in number. What's that, that number is? again? 717-727-2453. Bike. That's 717-727-Bike. God, we were like Alice in Chains with that harmony. Right? <laughs> Lane's the dead guy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's where oh, well, there's four of us. Foot. We could do Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young real quick. Just kidding. Can I be young? I know I can't sound like him, but I can't. Can I be him? I would like to be young. I want sure. his electric guitar. I want his electric car. Electric car guitar. He's got a. He's built. He has the the guitar. largest gas guitar. car ever built. He made into a, an electric car. Yeah, I read something about yeah, that. It's pretty awesome. He also right owns on. Lionel Trains, which I think is pretty. Cool. And married uh, Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Secretly, right? Right, and she has legs now, right? She doesn't have the fin anymore. Uh, yeah. Does it run on nine volt? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, she actually, another funny fact, we're not no, talking about that. What? She runs on biodiesel, um, <laughs> purchased from a buddy of mine out in Colorado by the name of Charles Ford. Right on. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. So let's, uh, let's get Jeff in the conversation sure. here. And, um, I met Jeff a f- quite a while back and talked about touring a bit and wanted to get him in the store here. And we're, we've got him on the mic today. So welcome, Jeff. Um, why don't you just give folks a little bit of a rundown on your experience and why we should listen to you about touring on your bicycle? Which, by the way, tell them what kind of bike you got even. Well, I'm riding my, my main steed for this is a 09 Cannon Whale T1. Uh, Cannon Whale made these uh, specifically for touring. Uh, they're a little elongated. Um, the Mavic wheels on them have six extra spokes in the back came right from Cannon Whale this way, four extra in the front, uh, because, of course, when you tour, um, you are carrying a lot more weight than you normally would. Uh, and, yeah, it's a real comfortable ride. It's got Shimano uh, Altegra. Um, it's a 20, what is it? Uh, no, it's a 30 speed. And Very I nice. got, a, got a granny gear in it because... Uh, you know, most of the people I tour with, well, I'm in my mid fifties now. And, uh, a lot of time, a lot of times I take college students with me and you should see these, uh, youngsters and boy, I'll tell you, they give me a, I always, I always laugh because they're, they're just so much energy when they first start out, you know, they, <laughs> they look at me and they say, are you going to make it prof? Are you going to make it? And I'm like, well, um, We'll see about that. And, <laughs> and then, you know, the 95% of the ride, they can't keep up. You know, so it's, see, tour biking is not an, a day ride. It's not a week ride. It's no sprinter, and, no sprinter. No, no, it's not. And uh, and so, yeah, this, this Cannon Whale, even though it's an aluminum frame, it, it actually is a very comfortable ride for me. And for me, I'm a, I'm a Clydesdale class rider. So, I mean, if I, was a, if I was 170 pounds, I can go with a nice chrome molly frame, and they're even more comfortable. Sure, but sure. this thing here is great. It's been great. So you've done 11 trips across the country. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, those have run the gamut from the south to the mid to the northern tier, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And the new one, the one coming up in June, is to tell us about that route. Well, I've done the northern route before across, like, in and out of Canada, all the way across, across um, northern Wisconsin, up into Canada, uh, all the way uh, to uh, Montreal. We stopped in Montreal. This particular ride, we're going to do it in the States, but we're going to leave from the Seattle uh, area, and we're biking, we're staying in the States, and uh, we're going to come to Wisconsin here, right in Milwaukee, then go around Lake Michigan, across Indiana, all the way along uh, Lake Ontario, uh, Lake Erie, then Lake Ontario, across New York, uh, then Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and then up through New Brunswick, over down into uh, uh, Nova Scotia. Right our, our ride will end in Halifax. Uh, how and you're, many you're people? So, sorry, how many people? Just just a friend of mine and I. This this particular ride, we we need to get away. It's a kind of a reset yeah, for me. It's I sit in a classroom. Uh, we just got done grading papers here at <laughs> Marquette University, and I'm like, okay, now this is uh, like. Clear the mechanism kind of ride for me. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah. And you, you said you're starting in Seattle, right? Yeah, we're going to start in, the, in Seattle. So how do you how do you pick a route once you've decided you're going to do, say, the northern tier? Do you what resources do you go, go to to make your route um, tr- friendly to bikes instead of cars? Right. For instance, well, there's the most infamous of 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 bike routing is from American Cycling Association, and they have put together um, incredible. Um, maps, map plans all the way across their country. It's just like a grid. And and those are okay. Um, if you're only going to do one in your lifetime, you might want to check one of those out because yeah. it, it, it navigates you through all kinds of uh, national forests, national parks, national monuments. But if you've done it and you've seen all that before, then we, we try to we try to take routes that we haven't been on before. And it takes us through towns that See, one of the things you have to decide on, what do you want out of your tour? Do you really want to see a lot of uh, spectacular nature? And if you've seen it, and, that, and if you've never done that, oh, by all means. That's like that's like number one on the uh, the starter list is to. Oh, for sure. You, so you'd recommend somebody that hasn't done it before to go with an established route and. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because not only that, but on that route, so many other people have taken it. That the folks that you when you're biking through their town, oh, they've seen hundreds of you before. They're much more welcoming. They understand you. Local law enforcement, they don't kick you out of their parks <laughs> or something like this. I mean, they, they, they see you. I mean, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, but it can be a lot slower because you have to go off route to get to many of these locations. I mean, you know, it's you have to go point to point to point. This particular route, we're we're trying to do more of a bird's eye view trying to kick through a lot of the that sounds like your route is going to be a lot less populated and uh definitely not the touristy route that might be well on the western part it will be okay on the eastern part it's just going to be different we are purposely staying um if you've ever biked around lake michigan which is a great ride by the way even the the time you go through chicago i mean we stay right on lake michigan and it is really cool and and we we stay right on the lake, and then we'll stay right on uh, Lake Erie all the way. There's a great bike trail that goes all the way along Lake Erie. Nice. Sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. That well, when we were talking the other night, you'd mentioned that you stay in a lot of 
unusual places. You don't usually take camping gear, right? No, I we we choose not to. Um, we we do what's called uh, um, minimalist riding, and so it it helps because uh, inevitably. Uh, you think you're taking what you need. Oh, I need this. Oh, I need this. And you go through, put all your gear out mm-hmm. and you swear you have to take a trailer with you. Like, oh, I got to take that. And you feel you're obligated to take this stuff. But then you get out there. And the very first thing you do, the very first day, if you leave the West Coast, you have to deal with the Cascade Mountains. And you're going from sea level to 9,000 feet like in the first day. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Got, hey, welcome <laughs> to bike touring. Here you go. There's a mountain for you. Yeah. Want to turn back now? Yeah. And you've got all this extra crap. And you're like, you oh, okay. And, 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 it's, and, and, and really, that's, that's part of the philosophy of touring. You really have to decide what you want out of your tour. If you really want to do the parks and the nature and things like this, and you feel compelled to stay out in nature almost every night, then by all means, bring a single man tent, uh, bring your cookware, things like this. But then you have to force yourself to use it every day. Makes sense. (laughs) But no, it's a big deal because that means you're getting to your location early in the evening to set your tent up. And start a fire and cook your food. Yes, and And then you're not leaving your tent, although somebody's going to steal it from you, uh, perhaps. So then you're committed to staying there. Now, if you're not, if you stay in, um, well, you have stealth places. We, I can t- talk a little bit about that. <laughs> sure. Or you stay other places, uh, then you can leave your bike and you can go to a pub. and You can gorge yourself on, on food rather than having to cook everything. So you termed this minimalist, which mm-hmm. I like, but it's not credit card. It's not like you're staying in a hotel every night, right? Oh, no, not at all. Right. Um, yeah, tell us some of the places you've stayed, because some of those sound pretty interesting. Okay. So um, our main thing, uh, a lot of because of my occupation, uh, teaching theology and being involved in the churches, we have a lot of uh, church folk that either invite us to stay in their local con- in the local worship center or even in their homes. And so we've, we've really had a good, uh, good luck on that. Then we're also members of Warm Showers and Couch Surfing which is very easy because I have hosted many people here in Milwaukee biking through, hiking uh, around the lake or something. Uh, a lot of people come to Summerfest and they crash by my place right downtown in Milwaukee. Here, so. Right where the Milwaukee Bucks are going for their first win against the Raptors tonight, folks. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, that's that's always a good thing. And so so then we'll call ahead and, and we'll get like-minded people to just let us crash in their place. And in, in doing so, they want to hear our story while they're cooking dinner for us. And a lot of that, it's not, we don't even expect awesome. But we don't even expect that. We really don't expect it. And uh, so, but, but the, that's the thing. The thing is, there's something about minimalist writing that allows uh, for the unknown to happen. You don't have to have everything micro-planned from the beginning. If you do that, I'm telling you now, it's just going to be a disappointment from because as soon as you miss day one or day two, it throws every other day off. Sure, I could, oh, I yeah, could see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What if you weren't feeling like riding a hundred miles that day? You only wanted to do twenty, and now you're obligated to get the other eighty miles in because you're set up for a campsite that you booked months in advance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I kind of like this idea. Yeah. This bike touring thing might be pretty good. I mean, I the most I've done is Ragbri, which is seven days, and that you are planned in sort because you know where the overnight towns are right 
But that doesn't mean you stay in those overnight towns. We kind of do an alternate ragbri, which usually follows the route about 10 miles off of it or something. But, uh, you know, seven days is one thing. You're going to be gone for six weeks on this one, right? Yeah, minimum of six because um, that would be actually 100 miles on on the on the nose to get us across in six weeks. So you're 4,100 miles on this one is it's r- roughly, roughly 4,100. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so, but even, but, but it's not the same as Ragbri because in Ragbri, you're not carrying all your gear. Right. True. Well, beer, I mean, <laughs> carrying all your beer <laughs> yeah. that can, that can load your bike down yeah. pretty good. It's like me right now. I'm carrying my winter with me until I, lose, <laughs> until <laughs> my, I lose my well, winter. <laughs> my first Ragbri, I, uh, Made the mistake of bringing a backpack and trying to wear that thing all day long, every day. Wow, what a nightmare! Yeah, I mean, but, I, uh, you, I've learned a lot even with that. I mean, back in the day, I'd wear camelbacks and things, and I shed that in like three days because you had that bladder sitting in the hot sun. I just, <laughs> oh no way! I'm not oh yes, this. nice, no, nice hot water, 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 yeah. hot water. No, no, and my, I know and it's good for and, me, and it's <laughs> and, and you can feel the you know, sweat just pouring down off of you. It's like no way. So water must be obviously the most important thing oh, you yeah. can take. Yeah. What What do you do to carry enough water? Well, um, okay, that goes along with root planting. Okay, if you plant a good root. You're always going to be going, we're always going to be going through small towns where we can fill our water bottles. And so we'll, we'll take, um, you know, 28 ounce, two 28 ounce water bottles on our, in our water bottle cages. And then what we'll do is we will, um, when we get to places where we know there's going to be no services for the next 30, 40, 50, 60 miles, sometimes even longer, then we actually buy like a gallon of, of water in a water jug, and then we'll just strap that on just for that time, and then we'll shed it. We'll shed it as soon as we can. There's no reason to keep it. I'm super curious when you come in three weeks to see, you know, if yeah, you're going to yeah. bring your bring your setup like you're going to tour, and sure. and uh, we'll we'll put a Facebook uh, what do you call that thing event up there, and people. Jeff's done this a lot. I think oh, yeah. uh, his insight has given me a little bit of a, a vision of touring that I didn't really have before because I'm always thinking long haul trucker loaded to the gills, you know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. maybe even pulling a bob trailer. <laughs> or, or worse, you could be Joshua and build a cargo bike and then put way too much on it and try to ride across the country and then get to San Francisco and say, screw it, I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. Could do that. Yeah. Don't want to. Might not have to now, though. Right. So, uh, okay, water is important, but that's something you can get on the way. Uh, we talked a little bit. <laughs> talked a little bit about where you stay. You said places Plast. like like gazebos Plast and post offices. Oh yeah, and, yeah. That's you know a, yeah. all sorts of. Yeah, there's there's uh, one of my favorites is um, yeah post offices when you ride into a town and uh, you have post office boxes who have you, know, you have to be able. to let people get to their post office box. So there's an outside door and that's never locked. And so if you, if you're really, if you get in late and you really don't want to set anything up and you really don't have a place to stay, you can stealth camp there. We've stealth camped in um, community centers and a whole bunch of places, uh, nice. gazebos, parks, anywhere. Yeah. Dugouts, baseball dugouts. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, it's a, yeah. Especially we got, we got, it was horizontal rain one time. It was in Kansas or somewhere. And we snuck into a, well, we went into a ballpark area and we just crashed inside the dugout. Never, not a drop of water on us. Nice. It was fantastic. So you do take a sleeping bag. 
Yes. And like, do you do a bivy sack or something that's waterproof? No, no, just just, uh, just that's where the roof comes in. Yeah, and then I have a thermal rest pad that I sleep on because whether we're inside or out, no matter what, you want to get something. I mean, you're biking all day long, and uh, you know when you get to be our age, it's not easy just to crawl on. You know, just go to sleep on a concrete floor and and wake up the next morning. And go, oh, I'm so relaxed. Let's do it again. That sounds yeah. horrible. You don't want to stay in a room with Chad and Dave and then have to sleep in the closet because they're making yeah. too much racket. Well, especially after beer and beef jerky. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, for sure. I don't know how come hotel or, rooms or always get wrecked when those guys are. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so that's uh, a little bit about that stuff. What about tools? How yeah. do you, how, what do you do about repairs? You, you know, how many flats are you going to get? Are you right. wearing tires out? Are you wearing? Are you wearing stuff out on this trip, or are you mostly? repairing as you go all right and that's 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 another great question on uh route choice um out west uh the the the, the highways out west first of all we're not we're not on any major highways we're always on like chuck's highway or jim's highway off the beat, yeah off the beaten path <laughs> and so you never kind of know what you're going to get but because of this thing called google maps where you can drop that little guy down and you can take 360s no matter where i do enough recon to find out that these highways we're on have a nice shoulder that we're right biking on and so i'm we're pretty confident that we're we're going to be okay now typically in a 4,000 mile tour, I, we average about six to seven flats. A lot of times they're just pinch flats. You come across uneven pavement and wham, you hit that. You hit something really hard and, you know, it just pops, pops the tire. You just fix it and you keep going. Uh, sometimes when you're around uh, trucking areas in out west, you get a lot of farming and you have a lot of implements, you have a lot of gravel or something on the road. Uh, sometimes it's just, you're, you're so much debris. You just can't, you can't avoid it. And you know, I ah, stay away you. from yeah. recycling center. Oh, all that kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> just, just like, just Oh, everything is close. You just never know. Okay. And so typically it's, yeah. And we just repair them, you know, most, we, at most I take, uh, depends on how many riders we have. Uh, that's another good question. I'll segue into that. The, the tools we take. I just we just make sure we have enough tools to repair the bikes that are on the tour. So a lot of times I liked I liked having uh, like minded bikes so that everything's less tools. Yeah, less right, tools. right. Yeah, one person exactly. carries a pump, one person Precisely. carries some tubes, one Precisely. person carries right. So you get it. Well, that you, makes sense. You get away from this. Oh, you got Schrader valves. Oh, I got Presta valves. Forget it. You know, we're just <laughs> we're doing. You know, this, this is what we're doing, and and all kind of works out. But I've got, yeah, I've got the patch kit and the cement and other guys going to bring, you know, we have, my, my buddy's got half, I'll have the other half. I noticed uh, your bike is set up for traditional panniers on a rack. Yeah. Have you done any soft bag camping, like seat bag, frame bag, handlebar bag type stuff? Or, yeah. Or touring, I should say, not camping No, so no, I, no, I, I, uh, yeah, locally I'll, I'll have a, um, like a, a rack on my back. I have a uh, handlebar. I do have a handlebar pack that sits on the front but because of those doggone uh the way the uh the cables are set up they cross right from the beginning you sure. can't put nothing in the be- in between those handlebars there's the traditional drop handlebars which you asked me for just the other night why do i use those i like the different hand positions i, l- I love having my hands um my thumbs and my fingers moving forward rather than down towards the ground like this. Gotcha. So that's just more comfortable for me. Yeah, you have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Is that why a lot of touring bikes have um, 
Barcon shifters, because then you have that section in the middle free for bags. Wow. What are you, some kind of big brain over there? Well, I I, I think Barcons are the most ridiculous <laughs> thing in the world, the so I'm Tony. always wondering why they have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the last thing I want to do as I'm riding my bike is reach my hand to the end of a drop bar to shift. Yeah, I, know, I figured it's because touring guys are, you know, they just don't spend money on stuff and they still have friction shifters. Yeah. Well, well, there's that too. <laughs> I love friction shifters. But, but, then, but then again, this is funny. Uh, tour biking, you almost, you very mm-hmm. seldom do change gears. I mean, you, you, you. Several people oh, yeah. have told me that too. Yeah, that it's just like, like brakes. Apparently, like like single speed mentality. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like brakes. Like, like riding twenty nine er. I was just like, no, just think. Boom. Yeah. Just get to the comfy place yeah. and go. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we are we. You get proud when you're tour biking to see if you can go the whole day without pulling your brakes. Because it's just you're just you're just chucking right along, you know. Sure, very, sure. very seldom. Moving right along in times of good times. <laughs> and <laughs> well, welcome to Kermit the <laughs> Frog. Song, wow. You mentioned uh, when we were talking the other day about handlebar stuff. You use um, some kind of padding on your bar uh, yeah. that you get from like Home Depot yeah. or somewhere. Yeah, it's called um, Jerry Rigging One Hundred One. Um, I just go get this uh, pipe insulation that you buy <laughs> at any place that's cut right down the middle. Mm-hmm. And I'll just cut like six inch sections and I'll tape it right on my handlebars because I'm a Clydesdale rider. I mean, I've got, I have a large upper body in that when you're leaning forward in a good, comfortable position on an aluminum bike with no shock absorption. Your my my hands will my hands and my upper body will start to fall asleep. Oh uh, yeah! How long did it take sure. you to come up with that as an idea? <laughs> oh, instantaneously. Yeah, I bet. Uh, he can bench four hundred pounds, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so it was it was really it was really helpful to do those things, and then the extra padding I take, I just put it right on my on my bar and. Between top tube and top tube and just if i need more there's more there i mean it's great idea it doesn't 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 weigh anything so uh, yeah yeah <laughs> this is like a podcast where we're gaining useful knowledge what right? happened yeah i don't know <laughs> we've almost wasted a whole half hour already it's, it's, so it's incredible see how yeah. much we learn it's awesome hey again just uh in case you all didn't hear it before jeff is going to join us on june 5th at the store here in river west everyday cycles milwaukee wisconsin locust street harley's going by you know, bumping stereos and whatnot, but we're going to be in the shop talking about his, basically his setup, and then ask him any questions you want. If if he hasn't seen it, I would be real surprised. So oh, yeah. um, please make, join make, us. Make comment on the podcast at a time so we can have a sheet of questions ready. Questions. Questions, questions from the public. Yes. Hey, speaking of the public, you have a Facebook page, too, for your organization that does this touring thing. I, I yeah. It slips my mind what it's called. Uh, C2C uh, Bike Tours. Okay. Coast to Coast. Yeah. Gotcha. Dude, we'll put some we'll put some of these links in the show notes there for you folks. Hey, oh, sure, awesome. Um, well, by cracky, I think we really did do a whole half hour already. So, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, thank you very much, Jeff, for coming in and yeah, also yeah. joining us in a few weeks here to uh, further the discussion in real time with real people in a real bike shop. Yeah, stop in, call in at 717-727-2453. I guess we could open the phone lines that day, too, huh? Oh. Not, it's not an actual podcast day, but... Yeah, whatever. But it can be. Probably should be doing this You call week. in, yeah. you it's can a, leave a message. It's a podcast special. Podcast special, on on demand. We'll just have a omnidirectional mic listening in. 
to like all of it. all of the uh, don't ever call me amnesia professional mike i'm <laughs> normally called occasional mike because <laughs> occasionally i'll have a pearl of wisdom that drops out omnidirectional mike <laughs> <laughs> i'm occasional mike not omnidirectional come on See, this is what happens mike. when you this is what happens when you don't wear your helmet <laughs> oh yeah oh we didn't even get into helmets versus no helmets did yeah. we? oh no yeah these oh, are man. free concussions talking yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are All right, folks. Dig it. Have a great night. Bye-bye.